What's going on people? Welcome back to the Blockchain Enterprises podcast. I'm your host Grow Digi. The aim of this podcast is to show you how anyone can start a business, find their dream job or develop a revenue stream in this emerging blockchain industry. Most, if not all of our guests started with just an idea, a few hundred dollars and a Twitter account. Now before we meet today's guest, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Bitcash combines the power of blockchain technology, privacy, low fees and decentralization, uniting them with traditional banking features like transaction logs, account names, electronic statements and accounting software to help make Bitcash an alternative to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Bitcash focuses on creating four features that fall into four main areas which are usability, simplicity, stability and mass adoption. To learn more about the Bitcash project you can visit their website at www.choosebitcash.com Today we'll be speaking with Charles Reed, the Head of Growth at Zumo. Charles previously worked in recruitment for the cybersecurity sector before transitioning into a career in blockchain. He enjoys working in this industry and will be giving us his thoughts and insights over the last few years. So let's go ahead and jump in and talk with Charles. Charles. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, man? It's good to yeah. be here. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Uh, I'm good, mate, and uh, really excited for today's chat. Um, go ahead and jump straight into the first question because I'm um, really keen to kind of always hear people's stories on how they got involved in crypto. Um, so tell us a bit about what you're doing in life um, when you first heard about crypto, Bitcoin, and then uh, what was your first experience in this space? Sure. So um, before my kind of, you know, transition into full time blockchain, I was working as a recruitment consultant and an account manager. And I exclusively worked for defense and government companies and I recruited for technical roles, mostly executive level. So I basically involved me finding, you know, uh, cybersecurity executives. And I had a really interesting conversation with one. He said to me, you know, if you find any blockchain related jobs, please let me know. And this is back in 2016. So, you know, I always try to listen to these contractors who ultimately they were, you know, these people made me my money if I, if I could place them. So it was always interesting to me to, you know, listen to what they did and try and understand what they did. And one of them said to me to learn about blockchain. So that that's when I first kind of really took it seriously because this guy was being paid a lot of money, you know, nearly a thousand pounds a day. And he wanted to move to a blockchain position because he saw, you know, significant potential for his career in that field. So that's really where I, you know, moved in. Wow. I mean, that's really impressive. I mean, I guess um, one of the main aims of our podcast is to like promote to people like the value of working in blockchain. You know, that can kind of be the salaries. It can be, you know, the opportunities. Um, I mean, kind of coming from recruitment and then moving into crypto, like how would you say you used your skills and experience 
to not only find job opportunities, but also like tell our listeners about, you know, some of the opportunities available in this industry. Sure. So, I mean, what I was doing before was I was matching highly skilled people to highly skilled problems. So I was helping companies solve problems. You know, if, if you need something built and you need it built by a very proficient technical expert, you need a very unique set of skills. Then uh, Liam Neeson, you know, will we'll find someone to get that done. And um, that's that's kind of how I think I've been quite successful in in, in the space, because I still do that now. I still, you know, I see problems. I speak to companies. I speak to blockchain startups. They have issues and I try and help them find people who can solve their problems. And I've definitely transitioned them skills over. As for, you know, if you don't have necessarily them skills, I mean, it's just like any other industry. You know, you can you can come in here and and, and bring your skills over on the on the timeline equivalent. We're on we're in like 1996 where the internet was so you know for blockchain it's 96 on the internet timeline even so it, it, it's it's very easy to transition existing skills whether that's account management business development content creation if you're you know a developer there's even tools now for developers who have no experience with blockchain to actually interface with the blockchain element so you know you can build adapt and connect it to Ethereum or to Bitcoin using SDKs that exist or APIs or whatever. So there are untold opportunities in this in this market for pretty much anyone. I mean, this is, again, one of the things that we're trying to stress to people, like you don't have to be technical to enter this space. I mean, it does help knowing about like, you know, blockchain as a basic foundation, but in terms of, you know, entering this, this industry and finding paid work, it's not a, a, a prerequisite. I mean, one of the things you touched on um, just as we were speaking is, you know, um, the, the salaries paid in this industry. You mentioned someone who was a developer in another industry was getting paid a thousand pounds a day and he wanted to transition into this space. I mean, what's your experience of like the, the salaries paid in this industry in terms of a premium for the same job in the real world? Is, is did the companies pay more here? Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day in any emerging industry in the private in the in the private sector you're always going to have really highly paid roles and something that the public say the public sector struggles with is that a lot of the um a lot of the top talent goes to the private sector because they go to the top companies in the world the top funded companies the companies with a bigger purse with a bigger wallet they hire the best developers so local local government and local you know um you know local government schemes they do often struggle to get the best talent but when you have a you know a new emerging sector like blockchain or distributed ledger you do suddenly have this influx of capital for one and then talent because you have the best developers are learning they're trying to be involved in that so I mean, regardless of what you do, there's a lot of money to be earned here. The top crypto exchanges are paying nearly $100,000 a year salary for content writers. I mean, wow. you know, that's not <laughs> that's not what you get paid to be. A, I mean, this is $100,000. But even so, I mean, that's what you get paid to be, you know, that's the the top of the top for, for content writing. But they're considering people at all levels who have 
you know mediocre experience and they are considering them they are interviewing them i know that for a fact because it's a very niche market so there is still lots of upside opportunity especially if you have you know uh, a knowledge in both blockchain and cryptocurrency and trading for example you you can really apply for some very unique jobs the same way if you're you know a very skilled content marketer or email marketer and you also have experience in blockchain you can suddenly you know probably 25 percent increase on a typical salary that you'd be able to achieve in another sector wow um and i guess um from like your experience of working in crypto can you tell us like the first job or first role you landed in this space and like um and how that came around yeah so i i mean i was a little lucky because i joined the space in 2016 um as you know just someone who was interested um someone at work got me interested and then he actually decided that he would create like a web-based um report or you know a magazine which would have you know we would include reviews of altcoins and icos it was very early um to do this because this became very popular particularly after 2017 in mid 2018 early 2018 lots of people were doing the whole you know reviews you have ico drops and you know the scoring system and stuff but we were pretty early with this this was like you know late 2016 early 2017 and I was a content writer and I was still in a full time work and I was writing about projects that I thought were really interesting. And I mean, we had some really good analysis of some of these companies like Kyber Network. When Kyber Network was just a white, a white paper, um, you know, this is very early when DeFi was conceptual and writing about projects like that. And then people were investing and they were making huge profit. I mean, Kyber Network did a 17x at ICO and it's very, it's very different now, but that was my first role was, was a content writer. And I was lucky time and place to be a content writer at that period because that transitioned into being an analyst for, you know, venture capital and for private investors. So, I mean, that's not necessarily the path to, becoming that now but at the time that was that was how it worked so yeah it's still a case of you know if you're good at content writing or you know analysis you should still be doing that you should still be creating reports looking at things looking at business models token models and writing reports about them and going to people who will benefit from them because there is still a huge demand and there is still a lack of understanding from traditional analysts to kind of look at things like that. Um, I think that's a really good point. Um, And anyone who's listening out there, you know, content creation is, you know, probably like, like Charles says, the easiest step um, on this ladder, especially if you're non-technical, you can write content around anything. Um, it leads me on to the next thing. Like, um, like, can you tell us a bit about the current projects that you're working on now? Yeah, sure. So I, I, I'm working on a few things, but most of my time right now goes into Zumo. And Zumo is um, primarily is a cryptocurrency wallet, which is multi-chain. So it currently supports Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it will very soon support fiat as well. So we have partnerships that allow us to offer a fiat account and a, and a debit card, a convertible debit card. So you'll have a fiat account, Bitcoin, Ethereum, 
and stable coins will offer packs first. So, I mean, what this means is, you know, you, you suddenly have an interface for spending multiple cryptocurrencies in store for sending, spending, receiving, uh, investing. It's pretty much all at your fingertips. We have an instant exchange so you can buy Bitcoin, you know, on, on your mobile app. You can set notifications and it, it feels very much. I mean, this is someone who I only saw, you know, some of these exchange mockups this week, but it feels very much like Blockfolio or Delta as a portfolio manager. But this actually has a buy button, an instant buy button and also exchange buttons. So. This is my main project right now. I'm head of growth for the SDK because we do encourage lots of other developers to to basically use our wallet technology, white label wallet technology to build solutions. Uh, we're speaking to banks who maybe want to offer cryptocurrency to the users. And the best thing about this, unlike our competitors, for example, Wirex, you actually own the cryptocurrency when you buy it. If you buy cryptocurrency on Wirex, it's owned by Wirex. You don't have the private keys, the same on Revolut. But on Zumo, you have the private keys. And yeah, that's, I think, really, really groundbreaking, especially being able to offer Bitcoin and ETH um, and also have the user responsible for their for their own assets. I think that's a really good you know, offer, especially as someone who, who really wants that service. I agree. And uh, I think that one thing that you just mentioned that's really inspirational is you mentioned that you're the head of growth um, at Zumo. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's unheard of in most industries for someone to kind of start in an industry and, you know, within three or four years, be ahead of something. So, you know, if anyone is listening out there again, you know, take inspiration from this. They only take a few years of working at projects or several projects in the space to kind of really then be able to get... <clears throat> Um, you know, at the top of the ladder for whatever you're doing. Um, I, that in, but in terms of working in this space, it leads me on to the, the next question is, you know, both me and you are full-time crypto. Um, and I think one of the great things working in this space is the freedom of working in your own time and working remotely. Like, can you tell us like a, what a typical working day or week looks like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bit different now with obviously with, uh, you know, the with with the with the coronavirus um th things are things are a bit different now but i mean it's very very flexible people are a little bit more understanding of you know my routine is is very um very flexible i've had weeks where you know i have back-to-back -back phone calls um and and video calls and recording videos and content and then i've had weeks where i'm just at conferences you know every day for four weeks and it's been it's been it's been a roller coaster for sure i mean 2018 i was pretty much on the road the whole time i went to like 20 different countries maybe more in one year and that's because i just you know dedicated my time to be having my pulse having my finger on the pulse of the market and really understanding the how how things worked the emerging projects you know have have uh, my front foot forward and, and really understand things so it's it's very different to having a normal job and even with zumo you know i work um a few days a week but i have calls you know sometimes at 11 p.m on a friday night 
and on a you know on a monday at 6 a.m because the the you know the blockchain space space is decentralized and people do work out of different time zones and we collaborate with people across the ocean and you have to be flexible but that feels very comfortable for me that feels like it's supposed to be that way and i'm very happy to do that i feel very comfortable in my work and i don't feel like that's a chore whereas if i was in like a traditional role if i was doing business development for like you know a technology company and i was having to do that i would probably feel like a grudge but i don't because i really see the the upside potential in doing that in this space so you know it's very flexible but i i i don't begrudge that i feel like i i have a better work-life balance than probably you know nine out of ten of my friends um i mean it's funny you mentioned the flexibility there so i'm just thinking the last time me and you met up for a drink in london literally at like 20 minutes half yeah. an hour notice right probably and, on a tuesday you know, as well <laughs> afternoon you can drop what you're doing you know, obviously you're going on a work-related issue anyway. So, you know, we're not only friends, we talk about work. So I, I, I guess the key thing, like, you know, to take away from this is like the flexibility of working in blockchain is probably unparalleled. Definitely. And I, I wouldn't actually just limit that to, to blockchain. I would say that emerging technology as a whole is a much more flexible working environment. And I think, you know, it, with everything that's happening with coronavirus and, and with lockdowns and quarantines, what you'll see is, you know, the emerging technology companies who enable flexible working, they're going to flourish. You know, um, companies that allow people to communicate and interact at distance, like Zoom, like 8x8, they're going to do exceptionally well. And it's because we are moving to a more interconnected world at distance. You know, people need to be able to communicate at distance. So it's not just blockchain, but it's definitely, you know, that that it does feel like it comes together in blockchain for me but I, I i definitely see when i work with other emerging technology clients they feel the same way um i think it's pretty much universal across the board um i guess in this industry and um, one of the things i really like that you touched on is you mentioned like you, you travel to over 20 countries uh, while working in this space um, you want to tell us a bit about that, like your experiences, the favorite, most favorite place you, you got to travel to and also like the work related when you got to travel. Yeah, so it, it's been hard to keep up with, even for me, you know, even as someone who's living and breathing that it's been difficult because I mean, I, I, I went to uh, BCC Miami in 2017, I think, or 2018, and um, I met a bunch of people and they were really interested in what I could bring to the table so i had a few job offers and that was mostly from content creation you know i was i was doing analysis written analysis of projects i was trying to uh, understand what would perform well i was trying to understand token models what could perform well why it would perform well and i received a few job offers and that kind of you know snowballed into me being invited to other countries you know or i was in miami and then they said oh come to LA we want to we want to see you in LA we want to sit down and talk business with you so I went to LA and then I was invited to Puerto Rico and then I was in Puerto Rico I got offered a job in New York so I moved to New York for six months but it's all about being in front of the right people and, and making sure that if you have learned these skills if you have learned these this expertise because it's it, you know I'm not particularly technical and I'm not the best content writer I, I mean I put my hands up to that 
but what I am good at is just understanding a broad spectrum of of concepts of information. So it's trying to understand a little bit about everything and then utilize that. And this is massively useful to someone who might have a really good technical idea, but they just don't know how the space works. They don't know how people invest or how, you know, the masses think as crypto investors. So I've, yeah, I've been to some really cool places, but I think if you're trying to achieve that, it's really about creating, you know, a, per, a, a personality, you know, a profile um, and being able to understand a wide spectrum of things so that you can be kind of, you know, the go-to guy for people who might have an incredibly good technical idea, but they don't understand where the competition might lie or where they can improve how the token economics might not be quite right. And just, you know, try it's, it's kind of like, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none, because I will put my hands up and, and say now, absolutely nobody in the crypto space is a master at anything. It's too juvenile. The space mm -hmm. is too early. There is absolutely nothing wrong with learning a little bit about everything because it's very early on and that's what I've tried to do. And now we're reaching a time where we can start to look to specialize so that in five, 10 years, you can really be, you know, an industry leader, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to be flexible and most startups require flexibility, even if they're not in blockchain. Um, one of the things you mentioned there was around the importance of networking and how meeting one person then leads to going to another place and meeting other people. Um, like I'm a big advocate of people networking in this space and especially where they can face to face. Like what advice can you give uh, to our listeners on like building networks in crypto? Um, you know, yeah, it, it's difficult because I'm someone who is good at networking, but like 50% of the time I hate it. You know, I really don't like it. I don't like meet I don't like to meet strangers and I feel, you know, anxious or uncomfortable. And I do relate to people who feel the same way because it can be hard to, do, to, to network. But what you'll find is if you are comfortable to talk about a certain subject, I mean, that could be anything that could be DeFi or stable coins or, you know, a certain blockchain, the Ethereum blockchain, or it can literally be anything. If you find people with a common ground, you'll feel super comfortable to talk to them. And then you can you can use that to network yeah. as a networking platform. So, I mean, any advice I have is to try and find people who who don't who who want to you know who want to have them conversations who also want to network and try and go to your local meetups if you're you know if you're in england and you live 40 minutes from manchester or london i can tell you it's probably worth the 40 minute travel because there are people there at these meetups who have opportunities for you they might not be paid but they'll be interesting and if you really are interested you'll learn lots and you can you can transition that into a paid role and you'd be surprised. I mean, there's, especially now, despite all of this coronavirus stuff, there is lots of paid opportunities. There is lots of money being spent. There's lots of investment being made. I mean, decentralized technology is supposed to flourish in times like this. That's why there are smart investors still putting money into it. So it's just about being, you know, open-minded and being on the front foot, being proactive, trying to meet the right people. Um, I think that's great advice. 
I mean, in terms of your experiences in the space, do you want to maybe um, give us some of your positive and uh, negative experiences you found along the way working with, you know, different people, different projects? Yeah, I mean, look, I'll be honest. A lot of the companies I've worked with haven't paid the bill. Um, I've done a lot of work for a lot of companies that haven't paid the bill because you work in a decentralized space. You work with companies who are overseas. You never really meet them or you meet them once and then you do the work. And and that's been frustrating, of course. And a lot of um, how people think and how people pay their bills is based on how their token performs. And I, I would strongly suggest, you know, you be very careful for that. You take payment up front. I just always take payment up front. Like mm -hmm. I've never not done that you have to take at least 50 percent up front even if you think the you know these guys are awesome because i know people who've been in the space for you know the best part of 10 years and they've not received payment when it comes to payday and this is like credible companies who aren't paying them so it can be difficult because there's a lack of accountability with decentralized workspaces because you you don't have to see someone every day so it's you know it's difficult to chase down your money especially if it's you know you have to find a lawyer overseas some of the good things though i mean you know i've met some of the smartest people on the planet working in this space because i'm not joking some of the smartest people on the planet work in this space they you know they're investing in it they're putting their time into it so i mean it's definitely worth you know spending time on and cultivating relationships because there is a huge pool of knowledge that you can tap into if you're in the right community. And it's very easy to get into kind of, you know, the precipice of crypto knowledge. If you just spend a little bit of time kind of learning about it and working with some companies before you know it, you're going to be working, you're going to be rubbing shoulders with like some very, very smart people. There you go. I mean, if anyone's listening out there, if you're looking for opportunities in the space, the easiest way to start is just, you know, um, associate with with like-minded people and try and find smart people like Charles has talked about. Um, I mean, just before we, we wrap up here today, I mean, it's been very interesting um, to see your insight into like, you know, your experiences of working in crypto, um, some of the experiences you've had in terms of being able to travel, and you know, the, the positives and negatives. Um, I guess one of the things I wanted to, to touch on uh, before we go is um, too many people in this space dismiss the idea of working as like a negative because, you know, everyone's glamorized as a trader and that's seen as the best lifestyle. I mean, if someone has been in this space and kind of seen both sides of it, like which, which way would you lean in terms of, you know, for, for a beginner getting into crypto, what's the best way to kind of build up a you know a bitcoin yeah i mean look if i'm honest with you like you know being a trader is it works for some people but like when people get involved with blockchain and cryptocurrency they see being a trader as the apex um position that you can be in mm -hmm. right but it's the same way with like you know if you just discovered the stock market and you just decided you want to be a stock trader but actually there's an opportunity to help build companies to have hugely successful exits so I, I i encourage people to look at it like that you don't need to be a trader to do well in crypto you're i mean as i said before you know on the equivalent timeline of the internet blockchain is like in 1996 we're very very early on 
spend time and i think the the best advice i can give to absolutely anyone is to read just read and learn spend time learning about the space how it works uh get a good understanding of the emerging uh protocols which are going to perform well why they're going to perform well and there's no harm at all in reaching out to them i mean for example algorand solana um you know these are projects which they're they're still very new not many people know about them most people only know about them because of the price action they don't actually understand what they offer the market and if you email them if you they have ambassador campaigns they'll pay you to support them and there's uh you know there's there's lots of opportunity there so don't feel like you have to be boxed into being a trader because you don't you absolutely don't you can there's a million other positions you can have but what I think is most important, especially now, is to, you know, if you already have a job, great, continue to do it and just use your spare time to learn and to cultivate your existing skills so that when you do feel ready to step into the space, you're going to have a better idea of where, you know, whether that's content or technical development, marketing, or if you just want to, you know, raise funds for companies, there's, there's, there's money to be made in, 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 every, in every career there. Definitely. Um, and I mean, I guess um, on the last point, um, I said this, the, the last one was a question, but yeah, I mean, I've got one left. I mean, where do you see the biggest opportunities for growth um, over the next like year? Two okay, years so I'm definitely in peer-to-peer uh, -peer and remittance and, and payments. So there's there's still a lack of ways to pay with Bitcoin, with Ethereum, with stable coins. And that's why I work for Zumo. That's why I really believe Zumo is a very good product because it is the interface to multiple blockchains. It allows you to spend Ethereum and Bitcoin. It allows you to spend fiat and it allows you to spend stable coins all on one device. So I think there's a big, big opportunity for payments, but there is of course a huge opportunity for protocols who are you know building intelligent protocols my favorites are solana algorand obviously ethereum if you find a really compelling app company who are building something on one of these chains or one of the other chains which are you know you know looking to be extremely successful that there's a really good opportunity there as well yeah. but ultimately like i said i'm just going to go back this is like 96 97 on the internet timeline there is no google yet there is no yahoo there is no amazon they are still to be built and you have a very wide selection of choice and i feel like a lot of traders kind of get caught up in oh price action rather than this is new technology and you know everyone's like boxed in this is shit coin shit coin shit coin it's only bitcoin that's not true there is a lot of upside potential Um, okay, on that note, guys, um, we're going to wrap up here today. Thank you very much um, for joining us, Charles. It's been really um, great to hear your insight into your experience. It's been a pleasure. So, Thanks uh, for having me. And if anyone wants to, um, you know, hit me up, ask me for advice, I'll help you as much as I can. You know, at one point I was looking for jobs in crypto and I was, you know, hustling. I will always respect a hustler. I always help out if I can.
Fantastic. Right. Well, then um, we'll link Charles's details in the uh, the link in the podcast. So if you guys are interested in hitting him up, feel free to pick his brain. Pleasure. Um, thank you very much. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Blockchain Enterprises podcast. If you are interested in learning more about how to generate revenue streams in the crypto space, or if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of our podcast, then visit our website at www.blockchainenterprisespodcast.com.